Central Ohio is a hub of businesses large and small, including nonprofit and social enterprise organizations, all connected by the experiences we share and the stories we tell. Your BBB wants to showcase businesses who are working every day to build trust and support our communities. BBB SparkCast is where we can learn from local entrepreneurs firsthand. Hello, listeners, and thanks for joining us for this episode of BBB SparkCast. My name is Anna Sapelsa, the Communications, Content, and Inclusion Coordinator with your BBB. Today, I'm joined by Connie Matthews, who's the founder of RainCon Security. RainCon is a cybersecurity organization that was formed to create a sense of community by bringing together security practitioners and individuals who want to build their skills, are new to the field, building skills for growth, or more cross-functional skill set. Connie, we're so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I know we just briefly touched on what RainCon does. Uh, would you mind going into further detail about why you started RainCon? Um, did you happen to notice there was a gap in Central Ohio cybersecurity market that needed to be filled? Sure. So I've been in the security space for about 17 years. And, you know, when I first started, there wasn't a ton of jobs. And as, as time progressed, there, the amount of folks that we need for this industry continues to increase at a, at a pace that we just were not prepared from a talent perspective. And so really one of the biggest reasons I started my own company was I wanted to help organizations globally help to support getting new people into the field as well as continuing to educate and train and develop more seasoned folks as they grow into further positions and also give them some of the soft skills that are available. And, you know, from that, I also do some consulting on the side as well. Um, my previous experience was selling professional services to a lot of uh, very large organizations around the, the planet. And so, you know, really our goal is to just help and support our clients from an education and consulting perspective. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And I think cybersecurity is definitely something that a lot of people are pretty concerned about these days. Um, but in addition, in addition to helping others learn about cybersecurity, um, you and your company are very involved in the community. I know you yourself are on several boards and you all participate in a lot of events. Um, can you talk a little bit more about why being involved in the community is so important to you and your company? Sure. So I, I was really raised to always help other people and to try to give back to people less fortunate um, than ourselves. And so for me, it's really a part of who the core of who I am. And I also feel by getting yourself out there and supporting and helping other people, it just makes the world a better place. Um, so that has always been something that's super important to me. And I'm also very much a call to action kind of person. I want to see change. And, you know, we can talk about things, which is the first step. But once we start talking about things, what is the next step? And being involved in different boards and starting some non nonprofits here in this, the Columbus market has really given me the opportunity with other folks that are helping uh, to provide opportunities for people that may not have the most you know, direct path into cybersecurity. And what's interesting is a lot of people really don't have a technology background. I mean, we have a lot of people that came from the arts and mm -hmm. some of the, you know, more artistic side points because security is really about people, process, and technology. And mm -hmm. so really uh, doing all this extra things and helping or, uh, you know, colleges and universities develop their cybersecurity programs that will correlate to uh, 
the individuals that the individuals that we're looking to hire within corporations here in Columbus and further beyond Columbus. So with all of that being said, you know, it, there's a lot of reasons why getting involved. And really, if you know, if you're a small business owner, whether it's cybersecurity or anything else, I would really encourage you to get involved because I will tell you that my involvement in the community has really allowed me to start my own company because I really came to the table with a lot of established relationships where people trust me and work with me um, because we, I've always been able to provide a great service to them. So getting involved really opens up doors to meeting new people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I feel like the entrepreneur community in Columbus is pretty tight knit. So that's always pretty fun to get into and start talking to people and making those connections. Um, and switching topics a little bit this year, especially more people than ever are working, learning, shopping, doing pretty much everything online. So I'm guessing you've probably noticed some shifts in cybersecurity. Um, do you feel like individuals are becoming more attuned to it since they may not have an IT department to back them up anymore? Um, what are some of the shifts that you've seen? So I know it's kind of a, a goofy answer, but I would say yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we've, especially when we think about how people work, we, I think it's fair to say a lot of organizations allow for some remote working, but not always 100%. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of companies um, were scrambling because I don't think any of us could have predicted like really overnight, you know, within 24 to 48 hours, did we all work within a building in four walls from an office structure to all working from our homes and having, if we have children, having kids also doing, you know, schoolwork and homework and everything. And just so everything became one spot in your home uh, to mm -hmm. do all those things. And so I know organizations that I work with, you know, they've done a really good job. Um, but I think we're going to continue to see that there will be changes made because, you know, a lot of the bigger companies are saying that they won't bring anyone back until next summer and it could be even later. Um, so we really do have to rely on some security things um, to be more proactive within our home environments and just some simple things. And these are the thing that I really like about information security, the things that you should be doing for work, you should also be doing in your personal life. So like one of the number one things I always tell people is make sure that you do not have the default password on your internet connection on your routers. Um, a lot of times when they come into your homes and set things up, they're like, oh, just leave that. But what you need to know is if you leave that default password, people can do Google searches and find out what those passwords are. And then it, it basically means that they are part of your network within your home. So mm -hmm. the first thing I would always recommend is making sure you're changing your password. And I know this sounds crazy, but there's different rules and people think different things. And we really feel like over time, we're probably going to not have passwords anymore. There'll be other things like biometrics and other different ways of being able to log in through identity access. But you know, like my home in, uh, router is 65 long. So I tell people to use phrases and interconnect upper and lower classes, uh, I'm sorry, upper and lowercase letters, as well as numbers and symbols, because the longer and more complicated the password is, it just makes it exponentially harder for someone to hack into. Nothing's 100%, but you don't want to make it super easy. Um, the other thing that I think people need to be aware of. And again, when I tell these things, I don't want people to be scared. Just think about you're getting more information and you know more than what you started with potentially, and you can make changes to help protect yourself more. We all have a ton of Bluetooth devices in our homes. 
And I recommend to turn your Bluetooth off um, unless you're actually using it because there's really no need to have that on unless you're absolutely utilizing if you're using like a wireless mic or you have headsets, um, you know, those aren't going to stay on 24 seven. So make sure you turn those off. Another really quick tip is when we have webcams, um, I would recommend buying a cover if it doesn't come with it um, and keeping that covered because there have been cases where people have been able to hack into um, laptops for the cameras and then also, you know, um, separate devices too. So just, you know, always keeping those covered. If there is a microphone built in, I recommend when you're not using it um, to unplug it. It's pretty easy to plug and unplug as needed. And I know these things sound crazy, but it's just really a good ways to protect yourself. Um, and the biggest thing is there's a ton of scams going on right now where people will call for a variety of reasons that seem legitimate and it's really not. And so you really always wanna make sure you're going to trusted sources. Never give anyone your password or your full complete information. Generally, when I get any type of communication like that, I actually log into either the credit card or to the bank and, and make sure um, that that message is legit. And I normally will actually call a number that's authorized either on the back of my credit card or listed on the actual website. And that way, you know, you're definitely talking to the right person um, because people will pretend to be from Fifth Third or Chase or Huntington. And we see those types of scams all the time. And so just really be careful what you click on. And my big thing is if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And so if you're just diligent about what you're doing, you do really lower your risk of having issues. And now that you're working from home, if your company doesn't have a VPN, which is a virtual private network, um, and you don't have good security, uh, hackers can utilize people working from home in a ways to access information. So just to make sure as your company defines what you need to do, um, that you follow those rules and then just really follow basic security practices like you, how you lock your home. Most people you know, have at least two locks on their um, doors and sometimes people put wooden sticks in their sliding glass doors and we have alarms and we have dogs. Security is mm -hmm. the same way. It's really about you know making it a little more challenging for the bad guys um, that want to get into our networks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and the first tip that you gave about changing the password on your Wi-Fi, I had no idea about that. So that's really good information to have. Um, and as we head into the holiday season, we're really reminding people to keep cybersecurity top of mind, because again, it seems like everyone is online and doing holiday shopping and stuff. Um, so do you have any tips for individuals that they can keep in mind as they do that holiday shopping online and connect with their loved ones through Zoom, Skype, or whatever platform they use? Yeah, so a couple things, you know, when you're shopping online, um, if you have a credit card, I would highly always recommend using a credit card over a debit card. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason being is if you have fraud on a credit card, they will generally take care of it within 24 to 48 hours your bank will take care of it, but you have to think about like if someone emptied your checking account and just say that was the same week your mortgage and your car payment and you paid for other bills, they could wipe you clean and then it starts this process of everything bouncing and it becomes a big, big mess. So mm -hmm. I would always recommend using a credit card. Um, I tend to use one or two of my credit cards that have lower um, amounts on them so that if someone was to get it, they are not going to get very far. Um, so, you, you know, try to limit the credit cards that you're using. 
I would also say if you're doing any type of financial or confidential shopping information, do not use public Wi-Fi because public Wi-Fi is very easy for someone to sniff. And what that means is they're looking and seeing the traffic that's occurring. And if your information is being sent through plain text and it's not encrypted, um, like say a credit card number or a checking account number, they may be able to pick that up and then they can utilize that because online you just really need a few data points of information. A lot of companies are getting better where you, you know, you'll receive a text message with a password in it to make sure it's you, but that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. um, so again, I would not use public Wi-Fi for any financial or any confidential information. And this mm -hmm. also goes back to why it's really important in your, your home Wi-Fi to make sure you have a really strong password so that people um, are, it's not as easy as access to do those types of things. Um, and again, that whole too good to be true. Um, you know, I do a lot of research when I'm buying from a new company. I may do some just general Google searches just to see if you can find anything. And a lot of times when scams are out there, you'll you'll start to see people will start posting those types of things. And I'm not saying you need to do that every time you purchase something, but just be aware if something doesn't look right. You know, just be very, very careful. And Connie, we're all meeting in virtual spaces now. So do you have any um, tips for those connecting with loved ones through Zoom, Skype, um, whatever virtual platform they use? Sure, that's a really good question because, um, you know, especially with holidays, some families are choosing not to get together. So they're using Zoom, Teams, you know, a variety of uh, different GoToMeeting and those types of things. So one of the things that you want to be really careful is never make the link for the meeting is public. Um, you always want to send those to individuals because there have been mm -hmm. some situations where a public link um, allows people to do things that are that could potentially be bad. So I would make sure you do an invitation only. You can do in settings, especially in Zoom, and I will say I'm not as familiar with some of the other ones because I use Zoom every day, um, where you go in and you have a waiting room. So pay attention, like if you, if you have a phone number or a person's name you don't recognize, um, that potentially means that someone is in your session um, that shouldn't be. And so if you do a wait, waiting room, you have to actually accept everyone that you want to allow into that space. Um, so if you, you know, there's someone does goes in by their phone number and you don't recognize their phone number, you, you obviously will know who you invited and you may want to just double check to make sure it's someone's cell phone that, number that you have. Um, so that's a really good thing. So again, making things not public because, um, you know, sometimes people will put stuff on Facebook or Instagram. You don't want to ever put that in public knowledge. Those should be just private um, conversations between you and the individuals that you want to join. And the same thing, you know, with cameras, again, it's fine to have your camera active when you're using it. Um, but when you're done with the, you know, with your podcast, I'm sorry, not a podcast, with your, uh, with your meetings, just make sure you turn your camera off. And, you know, the other thing is um, you can really unplug your microphone. So every night when I'm done working for the day, I always disconnect those two things. And then I also have um, something that I put over my camera. I actually have a cover that um, blocks the, uh, the actual, you know, being able to see out of my camera. So if they were to access the camera they're all they're going to see is like a black space because there's a black lens on it um so again just be really careful um and those are great ways to keep in communication with people don't be afraid of them just be smart and you know make good decisions and you'll be fine 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and there are a lot of good sources out there to check kind of, you know, what people are saying and BBB.org is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, but those are all really good points and I'm sure our audience will keep those in mind this year. Um, Connie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today and sharing a little bit more about RainCon and giving our audience some tips to stay safe this holiday season. Uh, listeners, if you'd like to find out more about RainCon, visit rainconsecurity.com. Be sure to subscribe to BBB SparkCast so you don't miss out on the conversation. And if there's a topic that you'd like to hear about, feel free to email us at podcast at centralohio.bbb.org. Connie, thanks again for stopping by and giving us some great tips. My pleasure. Everyone, happy holidays and stay safe. Thanks. We look forward to everyone joining us next time.